everybody welcome to the bavada at odds podcast this is the chance to get all the favorites and i'll say this as we welcome in patrick morrow i'm your host seth everett um patrick it doesn't matter who we say the favorites are now because last week none of the favorites won and the early games in the nfl were never so many I think it was six of the eight games where the teams had playoff implications and that team lost and half of them were at home yeah half of them were at home seth uh you had a, a more than a few uh, double digit favorites in there the bills uh I, I don't know how urban meyer in 2021 is beating that buffalo bills team who a week ago i would have said was the best team in the afc and that that of course uh has completely flipped uh denver over dallas was really surprising um you know, even Tennessee over the Rams on Sunday Night Football, uh, that shocked me. Uh, there was some dodgy refereeing in place there today. But listen, Seth, I got to say, it's it, the biggest upset of the week is me actually being able to make this recording because, my goodness, the results that Sunday, we were partying all into the night and into <laughs> Monday. That was our best Sunday at Bavada, not just this season, but that was our best NFL Sunday ever. So I know three, four weeks ago, uh, you know, we were we were crying into our cups a little bit at uh, some of the Sunday results when the favorites all went the other direction. But uh, we were fortunate enough to make it back and then some. I know that's not what the players like to hear, but uh, the good news is with more games coming up this week, college basketball back, uh, there are an insane amount of opportunities for players to right the ship if they had a tough Sunday. Oh, it, it, there's always the opportunity. There's always the next game. I mean, for, for most people. But the, the issue is uh, usually it doesn't go it doesn't fall apart usually that much. that's <laughs> no. that's that's a rarity for for denver and buffalo uh, for denver to win to beat dallas and then buffalo to lose to jacksonville in the same afternoon that's a rarity that that was a little nuts and uh you know uh, because i was you know cheering a moment ago uh, i will put it out there that all my survivor picks are now dead i'm completely wiped out of every contest i entered uh, in some of them, I did have Buffalo. In some of them, I did have the Rams. Uh, just absolute chaos. But looking at the board, I, I, I don't really know who I could have picked. I mean, th- yeah, it's easy to say I know who won now, but there wasn't really a great selection. So I wouldn't be surprised if a lot of survivor pools are already wrapped up based on, again, that beautifully, perfectly chaotic Sunday. Yeah, it was uh, certainly wild uh, indeed. It was just it, it chaos. I mean, that that's the best way to describe it it was literal chaos uh, as as it was uh let's go to college football and uh, let's start with a game that could have national implications national championship implications and that is baylor hosting oklahoma what about the sooners yeah so looking at oklahoma baylor and oklahoma you know they're undefeated this year seth but they haven't looked pretty in doing it Uh, only a three-point win over west virginia tulane famously played them uh very tight in week one. They only won by five in that one. They've changed QBs, but hey, listen, in the college football uh, playoff uh, landscape, just win, baby. Uh, they are 9-0. and They haven't looked great doing it, but if they can knock out Baylor this weekend, knock out Oklahoma State, uh, they will be in that national championship conversation. Looking at our futures board at Bavada, they are plus uh, 550 which makes them the fourth favorite, which indicates that if the college football playoff was decided today, even with their eight number eight ranking, they might sneak in there. There's probably a really good chance that they'd sneak in there. As for the game itself on Saturday, they are five and a half point road favorites at Bavada right now over the Baylor Bears, who've looked pretty decent this season. Action very split on this one, about 50-50 on both sides at Bavada. Over-under, as you would expect uh, between two Big 12 teams like this, 
right up there sitting at 63 right now with about 70% of all bets on the over in this one, Seth. One game that I, uh, that I laugh at, we don't have to really cover this game is uh, the Crimson Tide taking on New Mexico State, eight and one against one and eight. The line is literally <laughs> 51 and a half. I just want to know who took Alabama because I would think after if they take a 45, nothing lead, they don't take people out. Yeah. So games like these are incredibly tough to handicap Seth, because uh, once you get up in not just double digits, but massive double digits, halfway to a hundred Alabama is 51 and a half point favorites in this game of Bavada. And for I'd say 95% of point spreads that we are trying to price, uh, they are baked into this idea that teams are relatively trying their best from start to finish, trying to project into any kind of handicapping model when a team is going to take the foot off the gas pedal is incredibly, incredibly difficult. And we see that Alabama does this every year where they might dominate entirely for three quarters. And then in the fourth quarter, they may just run take the clock down all the way. They might even punt in scenarios where it'd be more advantageous to go for it. Um, so this is really a team deciding whether they will want to cover this spread. Now, having said that, maybe New Mexico State uh, scores one or dare I say two uh, in this game. And if they do that, they will cover the spread because the over-under is only 67 at Bavad in this game, Seth. So uh, what we do see as well for games like this as a result of the, the human element playing such an important part in whether a team will or will not cover, uh, the limits are generally lower when the spreads are this high. Uh, what you'll also see is that uh, when a spread represents such a large amount of the over-under in this case, uh, so we have a spread of 51.5, over-under of 67, Generally speaking, you'll see restrictions on parlays in this game as well, because there's a lot of correlation in those results. Um, if you think Alabama is going to cover the 51 and a half, it's a little bit more likely that they're going to go over that 67. So they're not purely independent events in the way that, let's say, a spread of three or seven and an over under of 60 are a little bit more independent of each other. So we do have lower limits. We are very much caught to the fact that it's a difficult game to handicap because of all that we just mentioned. But uh, Having said that, 80% of the money on New Mexico State right now. It's not a lot of money, but uh, it's early days, but uh, it is surprising to see New Mexico State. Apparently 51 and a half, a little too many points for some players at Bavada. That made me laugh, and we weren't <laughs> going to cover that game. That's funny. Uh, let, <laughs> could you imagine if we had covered that game? Uh, <laughs> what about Ole Miss taking on Texas A&M in a key Big Ten matchup? Yeah, so Texas A&M, uh, you know, really interesting season for them. I don't know that the hopes were high for them, but they've now beat Alabama. They've now beat Auburn. Uh, they will still need a little bit of help to represent the SEC West um, in the SEC championship game. Uh, they are one loss behind Alabama right now, but hey, Alabama will have Auburn at the end of the year. And Alabama hasn't looked uh, as good as they have in years past. So eh, maybe there's an opening for them there. But before they can even think about that, Seth, they have to get through Ole Miss this Sunday or this Saturday, pardon me. Uh, it's going to be a tight one. Looking at the current line at Bavada, Texas A&M, currently a two and a half point road favorite. Uh, they're seeing about 80% of all bets. Uh, the players like them. They're hot. They're good. Ole Miss, certainly uh, no slouch in this one. I, I would definitely give Texas A&M the nod on defense. Uh, over under is sitting at 55 and a half. Very low for an Ole Miss game uh, this season, but uh, pretty much in line with Texas A&M's pace of play. So we're expecting at Bavada that Texas A&M will at least dictate the kind of game or try to dictate the kind of game that will be played. And if that's the case, there'll be a lot of ball, ball control. If Ole Miss is able to start slinging in this, though, 
absolutely watch out. But again, betters very much all over Texas A&M early. And real quick, uh, Mississippi State travels to Auburn. There's my Auburn Tigers. Again, they had a big loss last week. They're out of the national championship picture. They're literally just the Chicago White Sox of the state of Alabama. What's up with Auburn taking on Mississippi State? I, I mean, listen, Auburn still comes in as uh, the 13th ranked team. I mean, rankings, uh, listen, if they're not the ones that get you in the college football playoff, you can take them or leave them. But they are uh, five and a half point home favorites in this one. They are getting 65% of the bets so far at the Vada. And listen, if you're Auburn, you're still playing for relevance. Uh, you're still playing for the potential to play spoiler. I mean, listen, Auburn can't get into that uh, national, cha- or that, sorry, that SEC championship game because they're a two loss team. They'll have lost to Texas A&M and Texas A&M will have beaten Alabama and Auburn if it becomes a three-way tie. But boy, if you're Auburn and you can't go to the show, the next best thing is spoiling a season for Alabama. So they've still got a lot to play for uh, this season. Uh, Auburn, really tight defense uh, this year. Over-under sitting at 50 right now. That one's a little bit more split. But yeah, public uh, very much favoring Auburn so far at Bavada. All right, let's hit the NFL. And of course, we have another Thursday night to talk about. The Baltimore Ravens take on the Tua Less Dolphins. Uh, Thursday night football, another intriguing matchup that you can watch <laughs> on twitch.tv slash Seth Everett. Patrick, who's going to win this game? And as far as I'm concerned, Seth, that's the only place you can watch Thursday only night football. Place. Forget Fox. Forget Amazon Prime. Just watch it on Twitch. But even though Twitch is owned by Amazon, so it's all the same. Just watch it on my Twitch channel. Say hello. Listen, listen Jeff Bezos is hurting these days. He needs every little bit uh, he can uh, used to uh, boost uh, boost up. But yeah, looking at this Thursday night uh, game, Seth, uh, and, and really just looking at the Ravens. So uh, we, were, we were talking about them uh, in-house because they are, uh, for better or for worse, right up there in the AFC. But every single game I've watched them play this year, and I, I try not to dive too much into the eye test because there's a lot of lies and eyes. But uh, the Ravens are 6-2. and two. They, they And this is this year has really broken well for them. Uh, you know, they've lucked out more often than they've shown that they are good. And here they are against the Ravens again, or sorry, against the Dolphins on a short week. Dolphins with a myriad of problems. And the Ravens, as a result, seven and a half point road favorites in this one. Looking at the position breakdown, and we are seeing, it's actually our biggest position of the week so far, with about 85% of bets so far on the Ravens. Not a lot of love for the Dolphins in this one. And the over-under currently sitting at 46 and a half at Bavada. Now let's go to Sunday. Seattle Seahawks get Russell Wilson back. Uh, Geno Smith, I I would say this. Geno Smith has not embarrassed himself. He hasn't been great, but he's held his own in a really, really tough spot. Uh, The Packers, without Aaron Rodgers, I believe. You know, Aaron Rodgers, of course, has become the the villain of the NFL. And, you know, I'm I'm sorry, but some of it is, is deserved. I mean... You cannot sit there and say that he did not try to dupe the media. Now, I'm down on the media for being duped because you're stupid. And, and you know, for all the people who scream fake news in this world, the reality of it is, is the media has to be better. When he said in August that he was immunized, he, that people should have called him on that. And no one did. And now that he's tested positive for covid, now suddenly he's been put with all the other anti-vaxxers and all this other nonsense. It's become a controversy that the Packers did not need. And I'm telling you this, Jordan Love, as well as he played, uh, he held his own and all the receivers were back. 
The Green Bay Packers taking on the Seattle Seahawks is going to be a rough one. I know I literally just asked you about 76 things. <laughs> yeah, so I, I've got them all written down. We'll try and get through uh, at least 38 of them, but <laughs> I don't know that we'll get through the whole 76. Uh, yeah, it, really a bizarre set of circumstances last week when this all broke. Uh, and in retrospect, yeah, he... I, I don't want to say credit to him, but he's obviously a bright guy. And he gave a cagey answer when he was asked in the offseason about it. And I get why that would satisfy a lot of people. Why would you kind of say something that he technically believes to be true? I, I think his uh, girlfriend gave him some essential oils or something like that, which as the, I guess the science is continuing to evolve, Seth, when it comes to uh, COVID treatment. Ivermectin, but uh, uh, yeah, all yeah, per, per, perhaps. Yeah, I, I think he did say actually that he was consulting with Joe Rogan. So, uh, yeah. you know, that's, I, I, I mean, from an odds making point of view, that was more annoying than anything else. Uh, uh, you know, that, that Casey uh, Green Bay game, we had that lined as Casey, only a one point favorite in that game before Rodgers was ruled ineligible because of uh, the COVID infection. And that shot all the way up to seven. Um, you know, looking at how close that was, uh, that's definitely, I shouldn't say definitely because everything changes. Casey's preparation changes, but that's certainly a winnable game. And the Packers are better positioned in the NFC if Rodgers isn't out because of that. Um, this Seattle Green Bay game is incredibly interesting because I can't recall the last time we've had a game with questions around two Pro Bowl quarterbacks going into the game. The line movement has been nuts. We've gone from uh, looking at it now, the line is currently three and a half. Uh, Green Bay is the favorite at home in this one. It opened five and a half before we got the word that Russell Wilson uh, is actually able to play now for something that was supposed to uh, keep him away for something like six weeks or so. Uh, th this line is currently circled right now at Bavada, but there, which means there's lower limits. And that is, of course, because we don't really know how good Russell Wilson will going to be. But more importantly, we still don't know Aaron Rodgers' status for the game. We know we can, we think he can rejoin the team on Saturday, and that's it. I assume if he can rejoin the team, he'll play, and that's great. And we're going to see a lot of line movement. So what, what I would say to betters is if you're expecting Rodgers to play on Sunday, you probably want to bet this sooner rather than later. Uh, if you like the Seahawks in this spot, though, uh, wait for the Rodgers news. You might be able to get two, three. Uh, you might even see that line get up to six or seven. So uh, it's a fascinating spot. It's a great spot that I always like to tell players. Uh, set your Adam Schefter Twitter notifications so that your phone lights up, whether it's your Adam Schefter or Chris Mortensen or Rappaport or whoever else. I don't want to you know, leave anybody out there. There's a lot of reporters doing great work out there. But this is where you can really use social media and this instant level of notifications to perhaps beat the book in the spot. If not us at Bovada, then certainly elsewhere. And I'll probably get grief for suggesting looking elsewhere. But that's okay. I've got the player's interest in mind. And uh, that will always be the case. So again, Interesting matchup. Packers currently three and a half point favorites. Uh, Seahawks so far taking about 75% of all bets at Bavada and the over under currently set to 50. And then there's the saga of Patrick Mahomes. The Chiefs, man, every game has been a battle. Everything is a battle. And the, the guy's got a heart, the heart of a champion. Uh, they go in to take on a Raiders squad that is smarting after losing to the lowly New York Giants. What an interesting AFC West this year, Seth. Uh, looking at the standings right now, you have two teams at five and three, two teams at five and four. So obviously buys are playing uh, a part here. But, uh, you, you know, the, the Chargers were probably the team I was the highest on the AFC West. Uh, the Raiders I was low on even before, well, you know, the Rugs uh, situation and they just released a cornerback for, I think, threatening oh to kill God. people on Zoom. Did you see that? That was uh, crazy. 
you know, the, the more things change, the more things stay the same with that Raiders organization. And I'm not going to pretend that, uh, listen, I'll, I feel bad for fans. I don't feel bad for that organization because that's an organization that's just kind of breeded that chaos. Looking at the game itself, though, and looking at the Kansas City Chiefs, it has been a really weird year for them. Uh, you know, they struggled against the Giants. They struggled against an Aaron Rodgers' Packers, uh, you know, really needing everything to put that away late. Uh I, I don't really know what to make of this team. I think watching Mahomes that we are dealing with some kind of injury situation that is not being disclosed. And he certainly feels a lot less comfortable uh, in dynamic playmaking in improving his improving, which we've all gushed over the last couple of years has been problematic. It's been a liability this season. Uh, he's, you know, right up there in interceptions and, you know, don't get me wrong. If I do want to, you know, there's not many other quarterbacks in the league that I would want to start a team around right now. And I think if it's, if I was starting a team, I don't think I would pick a single one, but there are a lot of concerns there. Um, fascinating that the AFC West is as wide open as it is fascinating that the Broncos are even right there at five and four after a really nice win against uh, Dallas. But as for this game itself, Seth, uh, Kansas city, currently a two and a half point road favorite, at Bavada, I mean, I, I like Kansas City's upside versus how poor they've been playing leading up to this game. Um, it's easy to sell the Raiders given all that kind of dysfunction. Uh, I don't think, uh, and looking at the liability, I don't think betters really know how to play this one either. As again, two and a half is the spread. The Chiefs are favored. Betting is so far 50-50 on this game at Bavada, and the over-under is sitting 51 and a half. L- less ambiguity there. The players love the over in this one. They're not expecting the defenses to do much. Uh, it's actually, I think, our most lopsided over-under position of the week is that 51.5 with all that money coming in on the over. So it uh, should be a high-scoring one. But, uh, yeah, I, I think we'll have a lot more questions answered about the AFC West after this weekend. Yeah, we've said that before with the the Chiefs. But I, I'll say this. The Chiefs could lose that game, fall to 5-5, five and five, and still make the playoffs. It's, it's, it's anyone's division. Uh, I'm probably the highest on the chargers right now, just because I love their head coach. He's an analytics guy. He's an aggressive guy. He's going for a fourth and one on his own 30, which I love to see the panic in the booth when that happened. Oh, you, you can't do that. You can almost hear the monocle falling out of the eye of uh, some of these old school football guys in the booth, but I love it. It's great. The math backs it up. Uh, I love that Herbert is having the kind of success he's having over there. It's a fascinating division for a lot of different reasons. Uh, I, I, I think the Chargers are, you know, maybe the best team on paper right now with the caveat being if Mahomes gets healthy. If Mahomes gets healthy and starts showing a little bit more consistency under center, then it is the Chiefs division to lose. But it, it's fascinating that it is that tight uh, this far along into the season, Seth. And then there's college basketball. Um, <laughs> You know, it's, it's funny that people talk about college basketball now because I would think the only thing that's action is futures. All the matchups stink. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's small colleges playing big colleges. The, the, the thing about it, first of all, for a lot of these colleges, especially in the Northeast, you're going to get fans back for the first time. That's a cool thing. But, you know, I've, I've done podcasts about this. I've written articles about this. The, the NCAA tournament, has become its own entity that is a massive, massive betting situation. For that, the regular season of college basketball has become irrelevant. And to make, you know, you and I, we, we, we don't BS the audience. And we talk about the games that you need to not only see, but bet on. These early college basketball games, I mean, 
it, it, it almost qualifies like spring training baseball. It is literally just, you know, inconsequential matchups and it's just, it's awful. It, it, it really is lame. You know, Seth, I was thinking earlier that, uh, you know, the college basketball schedule would probably benefit uh, from certainly a lot more eyes, but also uh, selfishly on my end, uh, more, more eyes as well to be able to manage this because to have it uh, start this week with all the NBA going on, with college football still happening, and there, there's weekday college football happening. You know, the Mac is playing all the time now. There's really no days off between the NFL and college football anymore. And I, I just think so much of this gets lost this early on. I mean, Maybe if they wanted to, uh, you know, the same Saturday of the Army-Navy game where that's the only thing happening in college football, that should be your first day of college basketball. Because at that point, okay, yes. All right, I'll give you that. You're, you're, you're not competing against anything at that point. And then after the bowl games, I'm not a big bowl game fan either. But having college basketball, uh, you know, the second week of November, it just gets lost in so much. Having said that, though, if you are uh, – you know, a discerning sports better. There's certainly a lot of opportunity for value in these games because we don't have a lot of data. You're talking about uh, 300 different Division One teams, a lot of them with so much turnover and who their starting five is going to be. Uh, not a lot of information on the quality of that bench. Uh, they play two 20-minute halves. Uh, I'm going to be quite honest. I have we don't we haven't heard of the majority of these kids playing for these teams that we will be offering lines on. So there's very much an early season advantage to players that have done their homework. Uh, and I would say, especially more so in live betting, but as a result, but we do keep the limits a little bit lower. It, it's tough. So I, I mean, I love college basketball. I love conference play. Uh, I can't pretend I'm going to get into it this early. There's, there's too much going on and uh, too much, too much interest in other sports. Gosh, I didn't even say the NHL right now. I think that's probably because I was thinking about the Leafs recent form, but yeah, college basketball, park it to the army Navy game. Otherwise you're, you're just noise right now. I appreciate the opportunities to personally bet it myself, but it's possible to keep a, keep a track on. But like you said, good for the schools up North that uh, I guess have fans uh, returning that weren't able to get to it last year. Yeah, I think there's, there, there, there's that. I'm not against the idea. And, you know, one of the other things that we, you and I don't talk about because it doesn't really impact gambling, but this NIL, this, this ability to sell your likeness, um, a lot of people have said it opened up opportunities for players. I think what it does is it shows favoritism towards star players. And star players are not the players that I worry about. Um, my attitude has always been, I'm a big believer in title nine. I like the idea of spreading it out and you're not spreading out. If a car dealer in Kentucky wants to support a player, you know what I'm saying? It, just, it doesn't wash. And there's a yeah. big missing, there's a big missing link there. Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> the only time I ever tried to sell my likeness, I was actually charged for it. So I, I can't, uh, I can't put myself in the same shoes of a lot of these college kids, but you're absolutely right. And, and the Kentucky uh, car wash example or car dealership is, is a, cause that's what they were doing 20, 30 years ago. Oh yeah. He, he, he works part-time here and uh, we pay him in cash in sacks of money. And I'm not saying specifically uh, Kentucky. I, Pat Morrow sacks is not of money. Well, yeah, that's the, it's the bag man in college sports, right? Like that's, that's, it's one of those things people don't talk about, but everyone knows exists. Right. And, but but an I will say but uh, it's an emoji and that's how people know it now. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, I do want to clarify that I'm not specifically calling out uh, the University of Kentucky. I think this no, is a no, broad it, thing. It could be, it could be anywhere, it's, it, it, but it is anywhere. And that's the thing. And it's just, yeah, it's, it, 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 it's, it's getting so much shadier. 
yeah, for the purposes of the conversation, we only know it's ever happened at North Southwestern Kentucky Institute of Technology uh, dash Trump University. Yeah, Trump University. Very nice. Very nice. Uh, so, yeah, you know, look, I, I, I like what we do with this podcast. We tell you the good things. You know what I mean? Like we don't mm. focus on the bad. Well, sometimes we do, but the, the reality of it is, is that there are so many great sporting events to see that we're not going to BS you and try to sell you something. else. No, absolutely March not. Madness, they don't care what players there. There are, are, are ways to quantify this, that if you told me that all the players from the NCAA tournament suddenly can't play, they all get uh, whisked away in some massive kidnapping plot and you put in <laughs> just randoms in all the teams, you'd get the same rating. <laughs> It's 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 sad because I was thinking, oh, I would understand, but yeah, I'm not the mass market for uh, March Madness. The average fan who's filling in their bracket and blindly placing bets, uh, you're, you're absolutely right. It's Gonzaga, it's Duke, and North Carolina. I'm betting them because I know they're good at basketball, and that's really all the average sports better needs to know. And uh, yeah, and, and for ratings and everything else, I, I get it. Listen, I, I I'll be honest. I just said Duke right now. I cannot name one player that plays on Duke. And uh, to better edify myself, I will go look at their roster after this uh, podcast recording is done. But yeah, I, I think you make a really good point. I don't know who's happening or who's doing what. And yet we have all this out there. So despite the fact that, you know, I might have savaged college basketball a little bit for playing such a large early season schedule. Uh, for betters, it's a great opportunity for them. I always like to say that when it comes to Vivada and sports betting, it really is a choose your own adventure. Uh, you know, whether you're winning a hundred bucks on an NFL game or Sacred Heart versus Brevard College of the Traveling. Okay, no, that can't be right. But you get the idea. Like there, there are schools that look like they were just registered yesterday, just got their, you know, their school charter in, you know, maybe have attendance of two dozen that all play on the basketball team. And we will have lines on that. So again, good opportunity for players. A tough one to uh, really throw your head around on a lot of them, but uh, it's it's a fun time of year. But college basketball, I'll check up with you on December. Yeah, there's no question. We will check in with Patrick Morrow each and every Wednesday right here on the Bavada at Odds podcast. Patrick, have a great week. You too, Seth. Good luck, everyone.